Welcome to Fusion Church's Sermon of the Week. Fusion Church is located in Wakanda, Illinois. We exist to complete and multiply people who passionately follow Christ. For more information, visit www.fusionchurch.com. Let's dive into this week's sermon. Thank you, guys. <clears throat> well, I'll open with a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that your Holy Spirit is a deposit, the promise lives within us, that you speak to us, that you give us that grace, that you give us that peace. So I ask that you come, give us grace, give us peace on the inside. In the midst of what seems crazy, Lord, that we would be the ones who are preaching your word, your gospel, that saves people, that, realize, that would realize this life is only temporary, that we would see eternity and we would proclaim it, that we would speak it to our neighbors, speak it to our friends, remind each other that we would see what you see. So, Lord, I ask, what are you thinking? What are you doing Impart your heart to us today, in Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to share a little bit about our ministry, Azrella and I, and, but first I have a, a question, and my question is, if Jesus was here, which I know he is, he's here, he lives inside of us, the Holy Spirit, but what I mean is, if he was here like he was 2,000 years ago, like in human form, would we get along? If he was hanging out with us and we were having dinner with him, we were having coffee with him, would we be friends? I was having this thought the other day. Somebody put it to me. It was a couple of years ago, but it just came, came to my mind. If you were having coffee with Jesus and you were trying to get to know him, you're sharing a little bit about yourself. He's sharing a little bit about himself. What would you have in common? And so I thought, like, well, I don't know if he watches the same movies as I do. I don't know if he listens to my music. Well, the worship, I listen to some worship music. He probably likes that. Uh, what about politics? I want to talk about politics. Uh, what if Jesus started the conversation and said, you know what I love to do? You know when your brother or sister hurts you? And you're like, what? why would they do that? really hurt you. Don't you just love forgiving them? Isn't that one of your favorite things? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not my favorite thing to do. Uh, just the other day, what was it? A couple weeks ago, my wife can testify. I was in an argument. We were like, we were agreeing. I was agreeing with my a friend about the whole mask wearing thing. I'm not going to say where I was, where he was. We were agreeing, and then we had a slight disagreement about it. And I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, why am I so mad? I'm so upset at you right now. And then I realized, wow, I think I'm right. You know, I think you're wrong. And then I realized, do I have to be right to love him? Could I be wrong? Maybe. But I'm going to choose to love him. And so I had to email him and apologize for my mood, my, uh, and it was just, it was 
it was aggravating me. I don't know if you ever ho- held on to anything. You like somebody makes you angry, and you're like, until you come and apologize to me, I'm gonna hold on to this. And something so profound, a friend of ours in our midst uh, said the other day. He's like, if you're holding on to some unforgiveness, you're waiting for that person, that brother, that sister to come to you and apologize. You're making them out to be your savior. I can't wait for him to come to me and apologize because what if he never does? I'm, I'm waiting for him to come and save me from my bitterness and unforgiveness. <laughs> Thanks, bro. And so I had to let it go and then apologized to him for my behavior in reaction to his behavior, and then he apologized, and then I was like, well, now I really have to forgive him. <sighs> so that was, that was fun. But the Lord is really impressing on me that that was holding me back, that bitterness. I was like holding on to that, and I was trying to, I was trying to go over here, like, Lord, why is this so hard? And as soon as I let that go, the rest of my life became easy. All of a sudden, the Lord was on things and moving things, uh, and there was a freedom. And at the same time, he was like, I also need to forgive this guy over here, too. And I was like, oh, there's more. (laughs) So I'm working on it, and I am a work in progress, as Rella knows. Work in progress. So I was thinking about him, like, having coffee and how often I go it's easier just to not hang out with Jesus right now. It'd be a lot easier for me to do something else and not think about my bitterness and forgiveness, anything that's, that's going on inside me. Yeah, just bit, forgiveness does not come easy uh, to me. Well, to us, to humans. So I was thinking, how do I stay connected to Jesus in the midst of well, it's crazy right now. Just be honest. We're outside. <laughs> and uh, you, don't, you don't need to know why. I was thinking, how do we stay connected to his heart in the middle of a disagreement? I love my brother, but I harshly disagree. And how do I, how do I stay connected to the Father's heart? And it's through prayer. We talk to him. We ask God, what are you doing? What are you thinking? How do you feel about my brother? And, and that really just began to uh, change me, mold me, when I realized, okay, the Lord loves him, and I need to hear from him, see where he's coming from, and then I can, maybe he'll hear from me, maybe he won't, maybe he's not in the same place I'm at now, but we can talk, we can still be brothers, we can still love one another. And so prayer, which is what we do all the time, <laughs> was, was something that was the answer for me in that time, was just asking the Lord what to do, and he showed me. Prayer is the place of encounter with God. We grow, uh, it's where we grow to know him more, and in knowing him more, we love him more. We know his love for us, and then we know his love for others. When you see how the Father in heaven loves someone, you begin to love them too. Even that one that hurt you, especially that one that hurt you. We love others better when we encounter God's heart. We don't have to give up our prayer time to minister to people. We can do both. 
It's not one or the other. Most of us can seize time for the kingdom from time to time. We spend on entertainment or gaining more money or to have more. It's wiser to downsize a little bit our lifestyle, make time to connect with God, grow in the word, and serve others. Prayer that leads to a close relationship with God protects us from burnout as we minister to people over the years. Connecting with Jesus is that lifeline. Abiding in him enables us to sustain our ministry of winning the lost, healing the sick, doing works of justice or compassion, and it helps sustain that for years. So we pray because we want to stay connected with his heart. We want to partner with what Jesus is doing. We want to know what is he doing. So, Lord, we ask, using biblical prayers, like in uh, Philippians 4, 6, where it says, In everything by prayer, let your requests be made known to God. Uh, in James 4, 2, you do not have because you do not ask. So, so we ask. We ask him for things. It's more than that. Um, in prayer and meditation, we speak to God on, on his throne who dwells in our spirit. And if we talk to the spirit, then we will walk in the spirit and receive his work in us. Ask the Holy Spirit to let you see what he sees, feel what he feels about your life and about others. In 2 Corinthians, Paul wrote, let the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So I'll talk a little bit about the prayer movement, which the International House of Prayer is a part of, but surely one of thousands of houses of prayer that are like, they're like popping up everywhere. Um, the Lord is really moving on people's hearts. And it's not, I used to think like, oh, they're doing it because somebody else is doing it. So that was cool. So then they did it. Trust me, that's not it. <laughs> Those, if, if anybody's doing that, they don't last because they're doing it for hype and out of their own strength. But the Lord is really putting on people's hearts. I met a guy. He came to Kansas City. He's from Haiti. And he was just telling us our story. He started a house of prayer there because the Lord told him in like the mid-90s, long before IHOP, he's like, I'm calling you to move to Haiti and start a house of prayer. He didn't know what that meant. He's like a prayer ministry. He like had it in his mind. He wasn't exactly sure. He's like, but it was going to be focused on prayer. And it was going to go all the time. And it was going to pray for the nation of Haiti because Haiti needs prayer. And I remember thinking, how, you know, how did all that work out? All that, all that work out? And he said it was, the logistics were, uh, first, first, I asked the Lord, you need to tell my wife, because his wife wasn't exactly on board at first. It took a couple years. And then the Lord really encountered her. And that was, in, that was in the late 90s. And then they moved there. They have a house of prayer there. We're praying for them. We know a few of the people there. Um, because they started a night watch, and so they came, and they like, came to our night watch, and they were like, pray for us, we're starting, we're going to, we're going to pray in the middle of the night. And, uh, but I was just taken back by how the Lord is raising up prayer. Ezrella, my wife, is from Taiwan, and in 99, 2000, she was at Hillsong, but when she came back to the ministry in Taiwan, uh, they had turned into a house of prayer. And she was like called to the house of prayer, she came back home, was part of this ministry before, but now they were doing, uh, now they were doing prayer 24/7, 24/7, all the time. 
And then uh, I met this guy randomly, and he told me his story. His name is Shannon Davidson, him and his wife, Anita. They're from two hours away, Columbia, Missouri. Never heard about the House of Prayer, had no idea about the prayer movement. And all of a sudden, they get dreams. Anita is getting like a vision of, we need to change our music studio, because they had this music studio, a million-dollar music studio. We need to stop recording all this secular music and just, like, dedicate this to the Lord and raise up musicians and singers like Levites. And they were like, I don't know what that means. And then somebody told them, like, hey, there's this thing called the International House of Prayer. They kind of, like, they do this in the spirit of, you know, the Tabernacle of David. They, they kind of, they think they're Levites and they're singing and they're, you know, they're, they're doing this House of Prayer all the time. And they're like, oh, that, that kind of sounds like what the Lord's put on our heart. <laughs> they had no idea. And I just remember thinking, wow. And I recorded, I don't know if any of you got my CD, I recorded my CD there. Um, and so that was, that was really special. And then there is a house of prayer in the inner city that I got to minister with uh, for, for a few years. And when we were praying one night, it was, there was something about, there was something about the prayers that were too specific. One lady, or one, uh, yeah, one lady was praying Father, like I see on the street, there's a man, and he's dressed as a woman. Remind him who he is. Remind him he's your son. And and I remember thinking, okay, oh yeah, okay. Well, we we agree. Yes, Lord. Yeah, we're we're. So we start praying with, with with her, and then a few other people prayed, and all the prayers were kind of like that, very specific prayers. And so we had people out on the street at the same time, and they were ministering to people, and every prayer we had prayed was answered almost instantaneously. The people come back, only about five or six of them, but one girl, she's about 18, she's a daughter of one of the leaders at, the, at Hope City, and she says, hey, we saw this man, he was obviously dressed as a woman, and we asked, can we pray for you? Didn't want to mention, you know, anything about, you know, how he was dressed, but, but he said, yes, you can pray for me. And so they started praying for him, and she heard the Lord say, remind him he's my son. And so she was like, okay, this is going to be awkward, and starts declaring that over him, like, the father sees you, and he says, you're his son, you're his son. And he just starts weeping, and the Lord's really encountering him. And then story after story after story that they're sharing with us that had happened on the street, we were like, are you kidding me? Like, we just prayed that an hour ago while you, uh, the Lord was hitting me and the rest of us going, I'm moving. Sometimes you won't see it, but I'm hearing your prayers and I'm, I'm dispatching angels and I'm making things happen. Anyway, that really transformed me and helped me see that like God was using prayer and, and raising up the prayer movement. So what I'd love to do is share, how many minutes I got? Ha <laughs> ha, is share a little bit of how we pray and how you can pray at home using biblical prayers. I know you guys love the Lord and you're probably praying and I would encourage you to pray more. That's all that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to encourage you to pray a little bit more and to use the scripture. And so one way we can pray is from uh, Ephesians 3.16, uh, that the Lord would strengthen us with might through his spirit in the inner man on the inside. So we're praying for ourselves. But we can also pray that for someone else. We can pray, Lord, strengthen that person with might on the inside through your Holy Spirit. 
So it's Ephesians 3.16. I'm going to go rapid fire through a bunch of these, and I have this if you want it. I have a digital copy of this. It's called Prayers to Strengthen Your Inner Man. It's by Mike Bickle, and I can give you a copy. So here's one. Psalm 86.11. Father, release the spirit of fear, the spirit of fear of God, fear of God into my heart. Colossians 1.11. Strengthen my spirit with endurance. Give me endurance to do your will. Philippians 1.9. Father, pour out your love into my heart. We pray for the light of glory. Uh, in Acts 22, Father, let me see the light of your glory. In Psalm 27.4, I want to be a person of that one thing, that one thing all my days would be in your presence, that sit in your feet. Second uh, Thessalonians 1.11, strengthen me to have a worthy response to you in my life. Ephesians 4.29, set a guard over my lips and free me from uh, sinful speech. Matthew 11.29, Jesus, I want to learn from you how to walk in lowliness. Colossians 1.9, give me insight into your word, will, and ways. And Philippians 4.7, strengthen my heart with peace and joy that overpowers fear. Uh, so that's just a, a glimpse of prayers that we can pray over ourselves, we can pray over others. Uh, my one of my favorites is Ephesians 1, uh, 19 and 20, that he would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And we're just asking God, like, what are you doing? <laughs> give me wisdom in this situation. Give me revelation. And you could pray it for someone else. That's my favorite prayer, to pray for our president. We are committed to praying for our ki the, the king in the land. So we pray for our president. Um, and I pray, Lord, give our president wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that he would know you and know the hope of his calling. Um, and these prayers from the scripture, they're positive. You can pray them over anyone. They could be in the room. They're not negative. And so I encourage you to use, use these. They're, they're fantastic. Um, and so I want to call you to, to do it more. Do this as a lifestyle. Uh, I've got a few minutes. I've got two minutes, two or three minutes. I want to encourage you to take five minutes out of your day, five more minutes than you are now, and talk to him. Talk to the Lord. Pray over your own life. Pray over, you know, whoever you have some, help me, Lord, to forgive this person. Pray for somebody who wronged you. Pray for your family. Pray for your church. Pray for your friends. Um, pray that those who don't know you get saved. Um, and I say five minutes, and you're like, oh, that's not much, but it's doable. And when you start talking to the one who knows you the best and loves you the most, five minutes might turn into a little bit more. It might turn into 10, 20. So, so maybe schedule a little more time just in case. Um, but yeah, just. I encourage you to go, go for five minutes. It could easily become an hour. Um, and you could talk to him about anything. But I encourage you, use biblical language. Um, and here's one of my favorites. Uh, Father, let the, love, let the love that you have for your son, Jesus, put that love in me. Put that love in me for Jesus, that love in me for others. And so it's, it's John 17, uh, verse 26 that the love with which you loved me may be in them. And so I'm actually agreeing with Jesus's prayer. I'm saying, Father, yes, do that. May the love that you have for Jesus be in me. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for the weather. You are amazing. I thank you that you love to draw us closer 
all the time. You're drawing us closer. So, Lord, help us use the word that you've given us to speak to you, to hear your voice, to obey. So encounter us, encounter us even today in a fresh way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks, Joe. Can you give Joe a hand? It really taps in to some, what has been going on in my heart, and I feel like God is stirring for our church. Uh, there are a lot of good things that people can do. There are a lot of really good organizations out there in the world who do good on planet Earth. There's only one church who's been given access to the throne room of God. There's only one, one group of people who have been given unheated access, to unimpeded access to the throne room of God. That is the church of Jesus Christ, his people. Maybe we should get a little bit excited because that means you. That means you. Do, I don't want to do anything in this life if, if it's not birthed out of prayer. I don't want to waste my time on this planet just doing nice things here and there. That's fine. I want to bring heaven to earth. That's what God's heart is for us. And the things that Joe is talking about, reconciling relationships, when I'm, I'm frustrated with a brother or a sister and I go to God in prayer about it, that's just a little bit of taste of heaven when there's a reconciled relationship. When friends who are estranged become friends again, when brothers or sisters who are apart from one another who are brought close to one, that's like a taste of heaven. That kind of thing happens in prayer. I've seen irreconcilable marriages reconciled, and it started with prayer. I've seen people who said, there's no hope, I can't get out of this addiction, set free of those addictions. You know it, you know them too. Some of them have worshiped with us. You, you've seen it in your life. You have seen diseases that couldn't be healed, healed. And, and right here, you've witnessed it. Those things happen in prayer. And it's something that I feel like God's calling us to do, not to just be a do-gooder church, to be a church that the things that we do are birthed in the throne room of heaven. They're birthed in our quiet time. They're birthed in that place of praying and just saying, God, what do you want to do today? I've been personally convicted. Joe said something to me earlier in the week when we were talking. He said, if you knew how much the person loves you who you're praying to, you would want to be praying all the time. And say that again. If you knew how much the person that you're praying to loves you, you would want to be praying all the time. That really stuck out in my mind as I started thinking about, gosh, I love to be around people who love to be around me. So if you knew how much the God of heaven loves to spend time with you, you would want to spend more time with him. And so one of the things that we want you to walk away with tonight that I want to walk away with is a sense of God's love for us that compels me to spend more time in his presence. That changes me, that I'm not just doing this to perform something, to get, to get God to draw near. He's already here. I don't pray and ask God to come near because he's far away. I pray that way because I want to recognize that he is near to me. I want you to know that. God's already here. He's already close to you. He's, he's just a breath away. He's not that far. So what we want to do is grow in our awareness of his presence, grow in our awareness of his love for us. And as we do that, it compels us to pray for things that we need to pray for. So this is another song. I think, Joe, you wrote this one too, right? Yeah. So this is another song that Joe wrote. 
And I would love for us to leave today with this, this being our prayer on our lips. And I know that you don't know it, so if you got to look at your phone to pick up the lyrics, go ahead and do it. But even if you don't know it, I would just pray that you would begin to make this your prayer, that this would be on your lips as a prayer. I'm going to pray for us, and we're going to sing the song. If you could, if you're able, stand with us. I pray, thank you, Lord, for the word that's been brought. Thank you for the call to prayer to pray your words back to you. You love to hear your words back to you. And so I pray, Lord, that you would just, just be with us in a way that we are uniquely aware of, God. God, that you would alert our attention to the ways that you're speaking to us individually in this moment, the ways that you're speaking to us collectively. Your, your word says, let the word of God dwell among you richly, God. So I just pray that this would be a place where you are free to reign, that this wouldn't be like Mark chapter 6, that, that because of our, our lack of faith, that you didn't weren't able to do many miracles. I pray that in this place, we would have open hands to say, do whatever you want. Jesus, be king. Do whatever you want here. And I pray that our hearts would just begin to open and be received responsive to the word, be responsive to worship, Lord, and that you would come and that you would fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit, fill us afresh with fire, awaken where there's apathy, where there's, God, where there's dead places, awaken us anywhere where there's something that needs to be awakened, where dead things need to come alive. I pray that you would resurrect things right now in our life, resurrect hope. I pray that you'd just bring hope out of the grave, back into the present, into the forefront of our mind. Bring joy, bring gratitude back into the forefront of our mind. Bring love back into the forefront of our mind. God, right now, draw those things out that you've put in us, that you've made deposits and seal of the Holy Spirit. Would you just begin to draw up those things, Lord, and would you let that praise begin to fill our mouth, those the, the the prayer or the request that you, God, would just birth something in us now. We just pray that you would do that in the name of Jesus. Amen. We hope that you were encouraged by this week's sermon. For more information, visit us at our website, www.fusionchurch.com, or you could find us on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great week.